Welcome to the American Horror Story podcast on Bald Move, brought to you by Bald Move. It's on baldmove.com, covering American Horror Story Freak Show, Season 4. Tonight we're going to talk about Test of Strength, Episode 408. I'm your host, Aaron. Joining me this week, as she does each and every every week, is... Cecily. The Sea Monster. (laughs) We are ready to talk about this episode. Just up front, what'd you think? I... Uh, I didn't love it. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of dull. There's a lot. Yeah, it was kind of slow moving. There's a lot of things I was scratching my head about. And a couple things I just like. I like I hated the choices that everyone in the episode made. Yeah. Except for Amazon Eve, obviously. And and especially I feel like you've shown Mopatite be killed and murdered this so many times at this point that. It felt kind of weirdly sensationalist or exploitative when they finally did kill her. Yeah, it did. It's like we And know. I'm still in doubt that she's even dead. Really? Yeah. Seeing the body. I've seen her I've seen her hypothetically die so many times that I don't <laughs> I don't know. She'll come back, right? Sure, sure. Come back with Edward Moore Drake. That's when I'll believe it. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Um, do you have any background information for us on this episode? I do. Uh, this episode was written by Crystal Liu, who is credited as, credited as a script coordinator for American Horror Story and Glee, and is also credited as an assistant to executive producer on Lipstick Jungle. I and, hope. And assistant to the executive producer, so like she got him coffee. I, I hope that Christy, Christy is her name, Crystal. Right? Crystal. I hope that her middle name is Skip to my. Wow. She wrote, produced, directed, and edited a couple of sh- like shorts, like two of them. Um, this seems to be her first real writing credit. Okay. So maybe you can blame her. So this writing credit isn't even listed on IMDb. Real? It's a it's a it's a bullshit writing credit. <laughs> but in contrast saying. to that, it was directed by Anthony Hemingway, who's a very do you know him? I love Old Man in the Sea. <laughs> okay. He's a prolific director. Um, he has done Shameless, Treme, The Newsroom, Low Winter Sun, True Blood, Once Upon a Time, CSI New York, Heroes, ER, Battlestar Galactica, The Wire, and that's only All right, you finally, a, and that's only a few of his television credits. You finally lowered the hammer. He is the, the uh, holy series. Yeah, uh, so many movies. So uh, basically, if you like it, he's been a part of it. Mm. All and, right. Well. Uh, there was some interesting cinematography in this episode. Some interesting camera angles. Yeah, I really. Yeah, we'll get to it. And also, like the German expressionist stuff. Yeah. Now yeah. That I think about it, there was. I bet this is a fun show to direct. Yeah. Because you can just go fuck nuts with it. Oh yeah. And it's kind of expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into this episode where uh, Mrs. Dandy comes into the room. All dot bet we have a visitor, and she tell explains to Jimmy that. You guys are the real abusers because you sent this girl over here and she was all sallow skin and bony. But after a daily regimen of vitamins and foie gras has brought back the uh, cheeks. The pallor. The pallor. Mm -hmm. She didn't say pinkness? No, she said said pallor. Okay. Well, that's something that she would say. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bet was kind of chiding Jimmy's. Like, why did you lie to us about the murder? Dandy was the real hero. Which triggered Jimmy to remember back and think, oh my god, 
this guy's kind of pigeon-toed like the other guy is. He's got the weirdo voice. I think this is the actual uh, Twisty 2 electric boogaloo killer. (laughs) Twisty 2, twist harder. (laughs) Uh, Twisty 2, the twistening. Yep. How many of these can we do? Uh, You mean how many can you do? Uh I'm just along for the ride. All right. Uh, well, I'm I'm spent. If you're not gonna play with me, uh, <laughs> whoa! Wow, someone's Hey-o. turning into the dandy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'd like the some of the wordplay here because Jimmy's like uh, he's talking about how Dandy would forbid her from getting the surgery. You know, it'd wreck his investment in her. He needs the two fertile streams to water his withered, dusty, scorpion-infested chest cavity. And why hasn't anyone given her a reality check? The surgery simply won't right. work. Right. You can't just nip off your... You'll have a dead person's body for, uh, sewn on half of you for the rest of your life, and that's just not going to work. It's yeah. not going to work. It's nope. like a Nazi science experiment. And uh, he he said... Uh, how, and then that, that cues into Bet, or Dot, rather, that uh, there's been some skullduggery afoot. And she says, how did you know about my surgery fantasy? My twin murder surgery fantasy? You read my diary. And uh, that kind of skeeves her off of the whole milk dandy for all he's worth scheme. I think as soon as she saw uh, Jimmy show up, she was yeah. off the dandy, dandy yeah. train. Okay. And uh, Bet is not, but Bet's kind of dumb, as we've talked about, and mm-hmm. she sides with her sister, even though she desperately wants to murder her. Yeah, it's a uh, strange transformation Miss Bet goes under this episode. Um, man, I just want to, because I, 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 I sound st- stopped up and I might be sniffling throughout this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm coming down with uh, something big. If you follow the podcast of late, you've known I've been thrown up on. Do you have Ebola? I might have Ebola. If my son has Ebola, then I definitely have Ebola because I was covered with his bo- vomit and body fluids Gross. several times this week. Ew. And it's finally got me down. But, it's uh, the real horror story. I'm going <laughs> I'm to troop through this, and hopefully I'll be revived through the weekend so I can uh, get, get on The Walking Dead. Anyway, back to the story. <clears throat> uh, Jimmy. Wait. What? Don't you mean you want to get well enough so you can get back to the next American Horror Story podcast? Yes. You're real meat but and potatoes that's so, here. A whole, I've never been sick for a week in my entire life. Are you kidding me? That's in just fact, such I think you fantasy. should take, for the service to this podcast, you should take the next two weeks off, not do Walking Dead, so you can be in prime physical and mental condition. Well, Ryan Murphy did give me next week off. Oh. Which that's oh. pretty cool. If you guys didn't know that, that's not a joke. Uh they 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 threw me for a loop and they're skipping Thanksgiving this year. Thank goodness because they could have easily showed it on Wednesday, but sure. they knew that we were going to podcast on yeah. Thursday and we couldn't. Yeah, he called us and he really is a big fan of our podcast and he's going to do us a solid. Yeah, but no, it won't be on next week. It'll be on the week after, and then I've conf- I think I've confirmed that they are not coming back until January. They're okay. taking all of the rest of December. Have off. you confirmed it? Yeah, it's on. That's the the shooting schedule. It's on IMDb and uh, Wikipedia. Okay, so we have two episodes left. Oh, do we? Before the half season, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, so anyway, where the hell were we? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, anyway, so yeah, Jimmy, um, Jimmy, we come back from mer- commercial or credits, and Jimmy's no, 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 no. I just want to mention one of the cooler shots of the show. Go for it. Is as they're. Uh, Jimmy is escorting the twins out. They do this really cool, like, smash zoom cut on Dandy's face where he's, like... Um, American what, psychoing. What was his plan? He seemed so just 
pleased with him, pleased as punch with himself when he invited Jimmy into the house. What did he think was going to happen? Like, you remember he's armed with a knife currently. Yeah. When he walked down the stairs to invite Jimmy in, I mm. thought for sure there was going to be some scuffle or something. Yeah, like, you're right. He never thought that for a second they would want to leave with Jimmy. He is super delusional. Yeah. Straight up right. delusional. That's That's the thing where it's... Every time I want to say that his character's got some weird idiosyncratic behavior, I've got to remember that he's delusional. Which I guess, if you want to write, if, if if you want to write characters that make no goddamn sense at all, just make them delusional. Like have a whole cast of delusional people. That's oh, yeah. why I always give them mental illnesses. Yeah, all completely delusional. So you will buy any kind of behavior, any kind of betrayal, any kind of alliance. That's, Isn't that's that how just you good put TV? Aaron to sleep. Isn't that just good TV? Making everyone have <laughs> severe mental uh, and developmental it issues. It seems like it works for reality TV. Uh, no one wants to see a normal person living their life. <laughs> that's true. It's incredibly boring. Yeah. Um, they're like the Norman shorts that the Riff Tracks guys do. <laughs> some just some schlub schlubbing through life. He's got issues. Way. He's got serious issues. Uh, moving on. Jimmy is fronting a cover of Nirvana's Come As You Are. Uh, Paul, uh, during it's, it kind of works as a montage too. It's a Nirvanatage. Paul still languishing from his gut wound, uh, being ministered to not by a doctor, but just a candy stripe. The candy striper. She's like putting moist tablets on. She's his worked head. in a hospital. She knows enough. She's sold. She's dispensed cigarettes and and, <laughs> and newspaper balloons. and balloons in a hospital. It's it's not it's that's not medicine. Nah. I don't care what Patch Adams says. Laughter is not going to cut it. Oof. Anyway, um, it's too soon. <laughs> Dell is cruising the gay bar again, looking for his not Viking god. Uh, we, I, I, I swear, and I don't know, listeners, because I, I watched the scene in slow motion, like we do. I thought that it's... I saw a dick on the bar. Even if they forgot to edit it out, I just don't think that's something that would have even happened. But it was not in sharp focus, so I think that they might have just but gotten why, it so fast. Why would they have a guy flopping his dick on a bar anyway? Have you ever been to a strip club where they give you... Have I ever been to a gay bar? No, Actually, have you I ever have been to a strip club where they give you full nudity? A lot of strip clubs give you full nudity. <laughs> For free? Uh... Nah. And especially not just jiggling around in the bar. Plus, the extra... I just don't think that it's worth it to have him completely nude. Mm. Like what? What? Maybe his does, does, does that function? His like thong let go in mid mid flop, and they're like, "Oh, we didn't we didn't even notice." No, it. I still super disagree with your dick theory. It looks like a dick, is all I'm saying, and I'm not offended. I don't mind dick. I mean, you know, Doctor okay. Manhattan, hundred foot tall, seven foot swinging swinging meat, it <laughs> didn't phase me. I'm not one of those guys. I just saying, if there's a dick out, I gotta acknowledge it. It did phase. No, it out. did phase you. You're looking for dicks everywhere. You know what? The first time I watched The Watchmen, I did not see his dick. How did you not we, see a you twenty had to foot go tall penis on IMAX screen? I didn't go to an IMAX screen. Oh. I watched it on TV, but not once did I notice his dick, and I thought that was super crazy because it blended in with the rest of his body. Ah, uh, interesting. But you just look for dicks everywhere, so clearly you're quite phased. Oh, all right. Well, um, I've, I'm discovering something new about myself, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, the doctor, or not the doctor, the bartender, we'll get to the doctor in a minute, but okay. the bartender uh, needs a doctor because he said, never fall in love with a hustler. Am I right? Am I right? Uh-uh. Nudge as good as a wink. And Dell just destroys his mouth onto the bar as Russell <laughs> Richard Edgington looks on. 
Speaking of dicks. <laughs> Speaking of two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that are 13 On the same long, body, yep. As hard as tree trunks. Uh-huh. Uh, Jimmy finishes up the set with a mic drop. And he says, yeah, I'm going to do some Hollywood things and Hollywood, Hollywood. And, and, and No, he said that's up. the number that he's going to do mid-show tonight. At their... Mid-show? What is all this Hollywood terminology? <laughs> Stage left? What else are you going to say? But why? Why is Jimmy doing a musical number? Why does he even want to? And we never see it being a part of the show later, so why do they even show this to well, us? Well, here's my head, Cannon. Okay. I'm interested. I'm super interested. I think he did that as a deliberate way to provoke Elsa, because it seems like he's looked around and said, whoa, if someone comes in here with pipes and can sing or has an opinion under singing, that's the one thing that sets the old goat off. So he's like, I'm going to roll in here with my funky... Uh, uh, garage band music from the future and i'm gonna flip her wig and she's gonna start shit with me and i'm gonna be oh yeah you kidnapped the twins and she's gonna be nah uh and he's gonna be like here's the twins right here uh, jimmy's head that's, so that's twisted ball up. Game. he's got this self-righteous thing where the first episode he still killed a cop mind you <laughs> but he wants to involve the cops and he's just so the much meat, the, the drama and the theatrics i mean elsa <laughs> pales in comparison to the drama and theatrics of mr jimmy darling um, so the twins, he produces the twins at the end of this tirade, which okay. I kind of recapped in my, my head cannon. Your own tirade. And my, my, it's a tire, tiradeception. Uh, <laughs> and the twins come in and she just sits there like a landed fish. Her mouth is just gaping open. And Jimmy's like, I got you. And the twins have her dead to rights. And Dot decides to save Elsa with a lie. Hmm. Because obviously... She wants to uh, blackmail her. She, this is a whole episode about blackmail. I think Eat. she just doesn't have any management experience and wasn't prepared to be thrust into the position <laughs> being head of the this, this circus. Test, the test of strength is all about blackmail, apparently. Yep. And uh, anyway, so moving on to Ethel and Desiree discover they're going up to the doctors because like, and Elsa's saying something, or not Elsa, Ethel's saying something about getting fixed up good as new. Mm-hmm. The doctor had no hope for her. She's going to die. Have I missed something? Or I thought I thought they were doing um, Desiree's surgery. No, because she said no. It was all about Ethel. I thought, and and Desiree was she was saying, as soon as she fixes me up, you got to get your surgery. And um, Desiree's like, I wonder if there's something on the cutting room floor, a scene from that they had last week, where it kind of got lost in the shuffle. Maybe there's maybe yeah, like something they could do to prolong her her life or make her more comfortable right. or something that we didn't get. No. I feel like that there's a, not a lot of time is passing here. No. Like we've been maybe two weeks, maybe, maybe not even that nah. in this, in this carnival, which is something you got to remember too mm-hmm. when you're talking about plots. Cause it's been like seven, eight weeks for us, but it's only been but a day for our characters. <laughs> anyway, um, his, the doctor, the kindly doctor, his genes must have skipped a generation because his eldest prettiest daughter is there packing up, accuses the freaks of driving her father madness with their unnatural, God-hating lifestyle or their freaky-deaky freakness. And she screams at him, get at you, freaks, and they all run. How and Desiree they... is really distraught because, yeah, you might be able, you might die, Kathy Bates, but I am not going to be able to have my clitoris fixed. How does the least favorite doctor or the least favorite daughter uh-huh. know about the doctor's reasoning for killing himself. 
Well, I think she's just making a snap asshole judgment. How would she know it's about them? In because probably because he probably talked about him, I would think. Really? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. But have... the daughter said she came down from Boston, and they mm. didn't appear to be very close. She said, "I'm the daughter that doesn't have a family and children." Right. No, I have no. I, I've got no. And what? That, I guess. He wrote a suicide note. Yeah. With what? His mangled hands. His mangled hands. <laughs> Maybe Jay say. Did Dell murder him? No. He shot himself. Yeah, I definitely think he killed himself to spare his grandchildren. But Dell wasn't going to kill them. He just said, refuse, Yeah, he threatened them. If it, it just refused to do the surgery. He wasn't going to be. I mean, all he had to do is say, like, Hey, my fingers are mashed up. <laughs> Clumsy me. And then you get to move town. Killing himself yeah, that's right. felt extreme. I, I, and, and I just wonder if we're supposed to get, gather that Dell came back to finish him off. But why would he? I don't know. Why will Dell do anything? Yet another it's... delusional character. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> anyway, well, we go back to the the uh, uh, the circus where Russell Richard Edgington is trying to score big on the hammer game, and it turns out this is all just a scam, Dell. Uh, and he says, uh, "You're basically a big gay guy." And uh, <laughs> Dell goes to kill him, and Esmeralda says, "Hey, boys." Because Russell Edgington, no dummy, we find out. Not only that, he's a crack shot with a pistol. He can shoot a man in the nards from like 20 paces. Just the nards, though. Just Any the other nards. part of the body, he just completely misses. He is a nut-seeking missile, this man. <laughs> and apparently a nutshot male makes just a very unique distinctive sound. I can only imagine. It's the most dangerous nut game. Most dangerous. <laughs> Hunting balls is the most dangerous game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he says, look, here's the score. You uh, have a day to present me a free corpse that I can sell, or I'm going to out you to everyone. And uh, Seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Jimmy, so he's just given up on Maggie completely. I think so. But she's still in on the scam. And and also he's going to let her live. I mean, it feels like her life is in jeopardy now that he's got another angle. Because yeah. he's not going to cut her in the same percentage. Although I guess he's not going to have to cut Dell on shit. He I think, just owns Dell. I think Maggie's just uh, cashed out. She just wants to run away as soon as possible. That's the thing about blackmail. The thing I always think about blackmail is... Why would the blackmailer ever stop? Like, I want something from you, or I'm going to do this terrible thing. Okay, I've done this thing for you. Well, now I want another thing. Like, how do you ever stop? Exactly. But that's a thing that works. I mean, at some point, you're just playing a game that you're going to push them far enough that they're either going to try to murder you or involve the police, because what else is there for them to lose at this point? Moral of the story, don't get blackmailed. There's no way out. Yeah. If someone ever offered a blackmail to me, I just I would take the information they're blackmailing me and I'd blast it on the podcast or the internet and I'd be like, now what? Your move, fucko. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, blackmail so there you might so be, much. If, if you ever hear a very special episode of Bald Move podcast, buckle up, people. It could be it could be something crazy. <laughs> uh anyway, um, Jimmy is lying in bed with Maggie. I just realized this episode, her name's Maggie, not Esmeralda. I didn't remember it being mentioned before, but I did read that it was Maggie. Uh, gotcha. So. Uh, same thing as Candy Striper is like Peggy or Penny. No, yeah. it's Meryl Streep's daughter. Oh. 
pretty sure. <laughs> yes, yes, it's Ma- Lil Merrill. <laughs> Lil Merrill. Man, it's like rural juror. This is a hard word to say. <laughs> Lil Merrill. The rural juror. Or Merrill. Like, we got this town called Merrillville. Merrillville. It's got too many L's in it. We don't have that town anymore. Let's move oh, on. That's right. It's Ohio. <laughs> Sad face. Uh, anyway, Maggie's laying there in bed with him. He says, hey, I just want to stay a few days to get everything in order. And she says, that's bullshit. Bullshit. You're never going to leave this place. And he asks her, like, did you recognize that creepy-ass clown that was trying to cut you in half? And she's all like, I don't know. He's wearing a mask, whatever. Why is he asking her? Because he knows damn well, or at least that's the, what I got from the direction, that he I he think, knows it's the dandy. I think that as, I think that, uh, as a good journalist... And to keep his journalistic integrity, he wants to have a second confirmed reliable source. Huh. Okay. Well, so they can just go to the cops? The meat killers? No. Aren't aren't cops off the table? I don't know, because he wants involved. Aren't they in just the dealing street, just, street just justice? Straight street justice to people that don't deserve it. Okay. Like, instead of like bat- they do. Instead of Batman, <laughs> we're witnessing the birth of Lobster Man. Um, so anyway, we're night mo- vigilante. <laughs> he goes rooftop the sea. to rooftop with his claws. <laughs> yes, tent top to tent top. He hangs out in the abandoned lobster trap. That's his cave. <laughs> yes, like crusty the crusty crab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the crusty cave. Uh, anyway, Dell tries to chloroform Amazon Eve with hilariously awesome results because she just straight up kicks his ass. Yeah, she does. Kicks him in his ass, sent him on his way, and said, who's the strong man now? It yep. was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Best scene in this whole episode. Yeah. So worth it. Yeah. Why do you think he chose her to target? Um, I was just thinking. Because like, he's dumb as shit. Because, uh, I don't, because I think this is honestly a... Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a crime of passion. <laughs> A crime of douchebag. It's a spur of the douchebag moment. I think they're just, uh, you know, talking about classic feminism mm. and the way that he would target this woman and just see her as weak and defenseless, but not really uh, know her at all. Sure. I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a great scene and well chore- choreographed, and I I really thought. He was going to kill her when he first went into the chloroform. And yeah. when she turned around on him, yeah, it was, we were both whooping. <laughs> I thought she was going to kick his ass and then promptly pass out mm. from, you know, she mm. didn't take quite a bit. And she bit it when she bit through the rag into his hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe she just, because she's like legit six eight six nine. maybe he just misdosed her. He poured a shit ton on there. Yeah, but I mean, she's a big lady. It might have taken like... Uh, in like like a, a mask and proper anesthesia and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I've never been chloroformed. Me either. Or hopefully. chloroformed anybody. So hopefully we can get through our lives without that. Uh... Let's chloroform each other that's, and see how much it takes. Way. Yeah, sure. At the same time. Uh, goes... <laughs> so we just I feel like this is the beginning of a murder suicide pact. <laughs> like, oh my god, I used too much. Now what I'm going to do? <laughs> And then I'll Romeo myself, and you'll be like, oh, wake up. That's not so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Well, this has gone completely fully off the rails. It totally has. Let's just start over. Um, Jimmy, this is the scene. Jimmy wants to go to the cops, and Ethel's like, are you kidding? You? 
Ethel wants to just kill him in his sleep, which I think is a great idea. And Jimmy's like, nah, I can talk some sense into him. I can I can handle him. I can kick him out. And she says, you know what will sink you in life, Jimmy? Hope. The only way to survive in this world is to take control. And he says, look, I can handle Dell. She goes, you better, because if you don't, we will. Bum, bum, bum. This leads to Jimmy and Dell talking, and Dell tries to initially blow him off because he's like, we need to have a man-to-man. It's the classic, well, let me know when the man shows up, and we'll do that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, right? He's very testosterone-y. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Is that a new Chef Boyardee it's, flavor? It's the real San Francisco treat. <laughs> wow. Which I think I stole from Friends. Okay. But anyway, uh, I think that's a Chandlerism. Chandlerism. Never watched that show, so you got it by me. Uh, Dell wants to, like I said, he wants to blow him off, but then he sees his hands and kind of looks un- and realizes that he has value to Russell Edgington, and then agrees to go to town. Yeah, which makes me, which makes the way this show ends much more unbelievable for me. Okay, I just don't think that. Want to quick... talk about that now or when it happens? I just don't think you can flip the script that quickly. I, but there again, he, he if he's delusional. Nah, I'm not giving you delusion no, this time. No, you're not going to give me delusion? You're not going to... The judges say no no delusion, huh? But we'll finish this discussion later. Uh, Elsa has got the twins in her tent, and she's like, what do you want? What do you want for the big lie I just told? And Bet wants to be a comedian, and she wants caviar for breakfast, and she wants to dye her hair blonde, and she wants 20% of the box. Honestly, she, this... Re- Negotiating with Bet is like negotiating with one of the roughnecks in the movie Armageddon. It's like they all want, like, I want a swimming pool full of gummy bears. Yeah. And I want, like, a chromed-out fucking uh, Screaming Eagle Harley Davidson and, like, all this stupid shit, like... like... Yeah, okay, so you can ask for things for a special request, but you're also being paid, right? Uh Uh-huh. An Armageddon? Hmm, I guess. So your only compensation is one motorcycle for going to space and risking your life? Yeah. I'm just saying, ask for real things and then... Like, you're dealing with you the got most the powerful money. government on the face of the earth. Exactly. To save all of humana- humanity, all of the huge manatees, <laughs> from an existential crisis. And the best you can come up with is never have to pay taxes again Jesus. and a bitchin' motorcycle. Which yeah. I don't even know if that's what they asked for, but it's on that level. One of them asked not to do their taxes again. Yeah, yeah. So, I know I that just, one for sure. As I just mentioned. Did you say that? Yeah, you're only listening. This is proof you only listen about half of what I say on the podcast. Less than that. <laughs> so anyway, she, uh, she asks for all this uh, money from the Mots and 20% of the box office. I mean, think about this. $20,000... In which I think was the last offer for the twins from the Mots before they left the freak show that one day. Yeah, it was either that, ten or twenty. Plus twenty percent of the box office. I mean, that's more that's, money that these girls even know how to spend. Living where they are, I'm assuming they'll just stay there. Yeah, I feel like that's enough to saw off a head in 1952. Yep. Like you could find a doctor and say, "I will give you a leather br- attaché case full of twenty thousand dollars if you will cut." This bitch, this bitch off me. Yeah, cut this bitch off of me. And he'd be like, okay. Because you got $20,000 and you don't even have to deal with it. Just make the wrong cut as soon as you go in because nobody thinks that would ever work. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Oops, didn't work. Cut their artery in the wrong one's neck. Cut the wrong head neck. off. And then we cut the other one off to try to make it look right because it was kind of off balance. And, and then uh, you just kept you trimming. and Yeah. What are you going to do? 
so she, uh, Elsa, says, hey, Dot, you've been quiet. I bet it's because you don't agree with all this horrible things that are being discussed. And Dot's like, I think we should take 50. Boom, Elsa. I don't, why, I don't know why Elsa gives a shit. Because Elsa could, could be like, uh, that's the other thing, speaking of delusional. Elsa thinks she's going on to have a television career in Hollywood. So you'd think she'd just be like, you know what? As soon as I leave, I'll flip you the keys and you can have it all. <laughs> but like I said, they don't want that. They're not ready for management. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, okay. So they just wanted to control. They didn't want to have to manage. They just want money. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, Dell claims they're they're out at the bar and they're having a man-to-man talk. And Dell said he was trying to convince Eve to do a strong man and strong woman routine. And she didn't take it too kindly. And Jimmy's like, that smells like bullshit. And Dell says, let's get you drunk. And Jimmy apparently... Still with murder on his mind. Still with mind murder on, on his, his money mind. And murder on his mind. Uh, Jimmy's wearing these gloves. And Dell remarks that he must sweat like a thoroughbred underneath this, those. And Jimmy tells a story about one time when they got... They lost their Florida winter home. Kind of like what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had to win- uh, stay in the winter, I think, in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's the worst place to winter ever. I mean, yeah, like watch Fargo, the movie and or television show. And uh, he shot, That's he talk- talks about shooting a rabbit for a coat to give the mop a teat and said that she looked like a Maasai warrior with like a lion <laughs> pelt on her head, except for the rabbit. So cute. Which, if... If, if 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 the internet was awesome, they'd have somebody like Photoshop that or draw that for me by tomorrow. But, uh, we'll see. Maybe I can. Maybe I can be that man. <laughs> uh, anyway, he talks about how much he loves Ma Petite, which gulp for her. Um, and he says it's the best few months I ever had because I was just a guy running around wearing gloves. You know, mm-hmm. just like every other guy. guy. Um, everybody, I was, I was just plain old, plain old Jimmy. <laughs> and Dell says, "Give me those goddamn gloves." And I will says, force you to feel comfortable with yourself. Right before I murder you, I want to give you your human dignity. Wow. And said, if anyone looks at you funny, I'll break their skulls. And then Let's I'll break yours. But the important part is I'll break theirs first, and therefore I'm a nice guy. And then Jimmy says, unless it's a girl, right? Which Dell, maybe that's why Dell decided to murder him. Because, yeah, he was all laughy-laughy. But that that seems like for a guy like Dell, that's a that's a wound that would, would strike deep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy busts out to go puke in the alley because, again, uh, he's he's been a teetotaler, seeing what it's done to his mother. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty funny, Dell saying, "You don't get become an alcoholic in a single day." I'm pretty sure that's science, right? Yeah, that's facts. You have to work at it, like 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 uh, Tyrion said in Lord, on the Lord of the Rings <laughs> to 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 Gandalf. He said, uh, <laughs> "Gandalf, the first hand." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Gandalf Lannister, he said, uh, <laughs> you know, being an alcoholic is not easy. If it were, everyone would do it. Yeah, it's hard that's work. That's the quote. You gotta do that's, it all the time. That's and the alone. Fact- and you gotta do it quote. alone. Yeah. Mm. So you only have yourself to stay motivated. Yep, yep. Uh, but so- you're the expert on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Dell, as as he's bending over to puking uh, Jimmy... Uh, Dell grabs a fucking brick and is going to bash this guy, his son, his own son's mm-hmm. hands in. Not his heads hands. In. <laughs> Just the one head. He's going to chop his hands off and bash the hands in, head in. 
And Jimmy, he wheels around and is like, hey, Dad, this has been fun, but why I got the brick in his hand? No, he doesn't see the brick in his hand. He's blind drunk. Aren't you supposed to realize that? And it's dark. And he goes, I know who you are. Say you're my dad. Say it, Dad. And Evan Peters is like the worst actor ever and the worst. Well, he's the worst crier. Mm Mm-hmm. But I guess he's supposed to be drunk, so I don't know what, like, that much raw emotion and tears would look like when you're blind drunk for the first time in your life. So maybe that's accurate. I don't know. Maybe Evan Peters is the best actor of all time. I thought it was pretty good. Well, the, I thought the makeup job was really awesome. Made him all, like, pasty and pale, kind of, like, purpley and sweaty. and uh-huh. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Who hasn't? Um, so anyway, they stumble home and it's like dawn and they're singing this strong man song at the top of their lungs and Elsa and Desiree are both come out and for different reasons are bitching at him. And Desiree is getting on Jimmy saying, why are you doing this? Why are you following this, this idiot down this path? And, uh, <laughs> these women are fabulous in this scene. They are. And Dell explains the Toledo code, which is the first minute you let a woman tell you what to do. That's when you give him your balls. And Jimmy says, I want to keep my balls. And says, look here, Elsa, things are going to change. <laughs> and then he pushes him down. <laughs> um, and then uh, Del carries him to his trailer. And Jimmy, in a very feelful th- scene, said, I've never said goodnight, Dad, my entire life. Good night, Dad. Oh, you skipped the part right before that. Oh. It shows a, a little shot of Amazon Eve is seeing this whole thing go down outside of her trailer window. Which is super heartbreaking because if you think about it, this is a woman who thinks, who was, who thinks that she was almost raped, and that's traumatic as hell. Sure. And to see a friend of hers, yet another man in her life, betray her—that's got to be really hard for her. So I'm really interested to see how that plays out next episode. It's got to be complicated feelings because, like, you know, the fact that. Yeah. She can take care of herself, but her friend betrayed her. Yeah, and now it's like his dad. Chose her attacker. And and also she knows how bad news Dell is for him, too. So it's like you're pissed that he's doing this, and you're double pissed because it's not in his best interest, even. And you're pissed that this Dell has his hold over him. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the worst thing about being a friend of somebody, when you see them do something that hurts you and also hurts them at the same time. Yeah. It's like, God, double fuck. Um. Anyway, let us so move daddy on. Daddy tucks oh. him in and all is forgiven, I guess? I guess. And then the door closes and Russell Edgington says, Queer, in it? How the first smoke is the best smoke all day. And he tells Dell, you're trying my patience. In fact, by my watch, he's a day late <laughs> and more than a dollar short. He's like a foot or two, a, f- a foot or two short from his listed height on IMDb. <laughs> 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 But, uh, so yeah, um, and, uh, he's like, oh God, what am I going to do? Uh, Candy Striper comes home to pack up and says, hey daddy, I'm going, I'm going for good because you won't murder me and I'm tired of your button down ways. And he said, look here, I'm the town's electrician, uh, office of respect and you're bringing disrespect on me, (laughs) but I'm not a murderer. Uh, but I got to have my buddy Morris come to work on you before you leave. And we find out Morris is an artist. Did she, uh... With a full face tattoo. Did she call ahead to say she was coming home to collect her stuff? I think he was just waiting and drinking. He was waiting in his, uh, yeah. ward cleaver and had, attire. And he had Morris waiting in the shadows. He had Morris just waiting full time. How does he know Morris? Did he do some electrician? Electri- uh, electrican for him? I believe so, yes. Okay. 
Um, it just seems like not the type of the deliberately the type of person that he's telling his daughter not to cavort with. He is just kind of like got on Cavorting speed dial. With. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what you gonna do. So this man, Morris, this man appalls uh, freaks so much, but he has this guy come in to turn his daughter into a freak like himself. I don't know, man. It's pretty, pretty fucking misogynist. Like the fact that you have, uh, that's the thing. Like it's a lot of stuff they're playing with body autonomy. Yeah. Like the fact that you would violate someone, uh, your own daughter to the extent that you're going to rob her of her face against her will. I mean, that's, 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 our source of hatred. Like you, when you hear the guys um, to throw acid in, in their, well, in, in people's faces, um, you know, to permanently disfigure them. Like that's some real hatred that you're dealing with. Yeah, it really Like is. the fact that you can't control this person, you're just going to comp- mar them for life. It's crazy. If I can't have you, nobody can. Yeah. No, it's ugly. And it was, it was an ugly scene. And the glee in his face and the follow-up was just stomach churning. My God. Disgusting. Uh, um, we're back with Bet getting the full-on Marilyn Monroe makeover, and she's going like super curly blonde, and Dot is just hilariously like, "I'll be the before picture. I'll be the, the plain <laughs> Jane. What did she say? I'll be the wallflower something." Nah. And uh, uh, Bet jokes that her and Elsa should do a fairy godmother act, where she will be the fairy godmother and she'll transform the ugly duckling into the beautiful swan. And I'm like. <laughs> How would they do that with some like a bag on the head? You know what? I just remembered this movie that you haven't seen, Big Fish. Uh huh. Um, they have a really cool uh, Siamese twin act, and there are these two Asian ladies that do this sort of effect, like the sideways effect. Oh, where they used to do this on Star Search all the fucking time? Yeah, where you could actually hide the other one, and then uh-huh. you know during their dance moves, the sequence or whatever, you would see the other one. It was really cool. I've seen. I've. I've um, you need to see that movie. Yeah, no, I've. I've seen a couple crossdressers do that too, where they'll do a do a man and woman duet, and they'll paint one half of their body and oh, make out yeah. like the woman, and then they'll make the other half the man, and they'll turn to the audience and then yeah, it's just the same deal. But yeah. yeah, I guess they could do that. That's how it would work. Just like do a Batman smoke on the ground, a ninja <laughs> smoke, and then turn around and Whoa. yeah. Good act. I'd go. I'd pay money to see that. Not much, but yeah. Uh, this brings on uh, a scene where uh, Elsa and, and Dot are communicating through German expressionist filmmaking, <laughs> which I thought was awesome because, you know, Elsa's German and she used to be some yeah. kind of cinema star and, you know, at least blue cinema. And then when they went, did, 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 yeah, did the response? Like, uh-huh. Oh, oh, the response where Bette came back and said, um, you know, basically, I want... I want to uh, – uh, the, the doctor in Chi-Town, Oscar Sugar, I want you to find him and convince him to give me this uh, surgery. I, I I have a question. Yes. A long the time same ago. Sh- it's the same sugar from No Country for Old Men. <laughs> no, no. That's not what I was – I heard he's a master of separating bodies. <laughs> that's not what I was thinking. I, I'm okay. wondering in, in the episode, first episode, I believe – maybe it's the second episode. Elsa gave the – Dot, yeah, it was Dot, the knife to kill her other sister for upstaging her. No, it was Bet. It was the sweeter yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Bet is the simple one. 
Um, where is where is this knife? Is this a Chekhov's knife? Is this going to be what she uses to defend herself against Bet or against Dot at the end? I'm not sure, but I'm going to add this to the list of things to address at the end of the season to see if it ever paid off. Oh, interesting. You've been keeping this list? Yep. Oh, wow, nice. Um, do you want to give a rundown? Right now? No, no, no. The, um, let's say topic feedback at the end of the cast. To, no. No, at the You're end of the at the end of the mid season, we'll address some of the things. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, all right. I thought you were going to wait till the end of the season. I'm like, oh man, I want to know now. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's that's the setting. Uh, if if you want our silence, you get me the doctor, and then uh, we'll be even, Steven, I guess. Uh, Morris has done a number on the candy striper. Her father is a terrible human being. She's got a full face tattoo where they shaved her hair back to like it gave her a, a fryer tuck. Yeah. Tattooed up that and, and just to make her look like a snake. Bifurcated her tongue, which is a real thing that people do. Yeah. Have you seen the reptile guy? I have seen the reptile. It looks guy. exactly like he's that. The, and he's got the subdermal implants. And uh-huh. he's, I, I, back, back when the internet was new, he was doing all this stuff online and he, he had this like blog journal that I was reading where he talked about the tongue bifurcation yeah they also did this thing where he pushed his cuticle back his cuticles back with a popsicle stick every day for like a year and he f- slowly worked his like nail beds up to the first knuckle you make kidding. it look like he has claws oh my god you're kidding no that's disgusting like and he's got subdermal implants where he looks like he has like horns protruding from his head now it's it's pretty extreme modification huh. so yeah um some people wondered. Actually, I think that might be in the feedback. So let's let's save that for that. Okay. Um. So Morris did that. That's a terrible scene. Let's move on. Elsa's talking to Richard Edgington about getting the surgery, and said, "Hey, this could be a, a sol- solving my problem. That I want them out, and maybe you could make that happen, and then you don't have to worry about that." And he said, "Well, if we're going to send him to Chicago, why don't why don't we just kill him?" <laughs> Hello. Uh, and then for some reason, and Ethel's overhearing this whole thing. Ethel's overhearing all of it because she's got Jello waiting in the wings. And um, Elsa said, "Well, you know, they killed their mother, and then the one tried to kill the other. I forget which one." Which I think was just funny because it is—it's very hard for me to keep Dot and Bet yeah. separate myself. Yeah. Ethel heard it all, and she brings in dessert, but she gives no indication about this is something that has not come to fruition yet. We don't know what she thinks about it. Well, I mean, we know what she thinks. Yeah. We know what she's going to do. As the scene was playing the second time, I uh, I was trying to f- I was trying to figure out what it would sound like from Ethel's perspective, uh, hearing this from Elsa. Um, I could see how Elsa could explain it away. On the second watch, I was too. Was like, does she say anything damning? Yeah, the only thing she says is that's a hell of a proposition. It's kind of like a joke. Like they're like almost sounds like they're joking. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, but then it's pretty clear when Ethel leaves that it's not a joke. Yeah. So if Ethel keeps her word, she's going to kill her with her own bare hands. Uh huh. And if she's dying in six weeks anyway, why the hell not? Right. Just be an avenging angel. Yeah. There you go. Edward Mordrake 2.0. Would that be an interesting Ethel plot Mordrake. for a movie? <laughs> like if someone, like you know, the Will Smith, like seven pounds or whatever, he's going to die on a certain date and he got donated yeah. all his organs. What if he went the opposite way? You're going to die in six weeks. So you put an ad on the internet like, I will be your Batman. Like, if you convince me that you've got a boyfriend's beating you, 
or there's some kind of child abuse going on, or someone has really fucked you over and you've gotten no justice, I will just go and I will shoot them in the head because what are they going to do? I'm dead in six weeks anyway. So I want to I want to met out true justice. Would that be an interesting plot for a movie or a television show or book? NaNoWriMo, for example. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a little late. Maybe next NaNoWriMo. Um, I, I think so. All right, we but I don't know. Maybe it would just it sounds like a Quentin Tarantino revenge fantasy. I'm pretty it? sure you just described the Kill Bill, <laughs> <laughs> no, except no, no. that she ended up living. Is, it's not person. You're you're taking someone else's. You know, you're just checking off a list of people to kill. Yeah, you're like the scapegoat. You know, mm-hmm. you're the you're the person that's going to take take upon the the vengeance upon yourself and bear all the consequences for it. Although, I guess technically, they'd still be like a conspiracy to commit murder. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, I we we need to workshop it a little bit more. But okay. let's move on. Uh, Ma Petite wakes up. And goddamn, maybe this is the reason the woman's the sm- shortest woman in the world because people interrupt her sleeping at all hours of the night. Yeah, you gotta get human growth hormone is secreted by your glands at night when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. It's a science fact, fact, man. fact. If you if you're woken up every thirty minutes by every random person who wants to, to pick you out and go play with you like a doll, yeah, wanting to show you a pony in a barn or put on a purple dress or take a formaldehyde bath, you know, <laughs> like all these things, like it's just gonna stunt your growth. Uh, but it turns out she's done growing, yeah, <laughs> because Dell gives her a purple dress, which which side note, Ma Petite has a borderline Marie Schrader level obsession with purple. Have we seen her in a different so? color? It, I mean, it is her color. It it suits her, sure. But yeah. Come on, could step step away from the purple, Marie. Uh, she said. Uh, Del says oh, she's, she's gonna be wearing purple forever, like a little princess. Yes, she is. That's very sad. He picks her up and hugs her, and then strangles her against his meaty head, and says, "I'm sorry." R.I.P. Ma Petite. Yeah, if I was Ma Petite, I'd try to eat through that ham hock. I'd have just started, like, you know, going for it. Yeah. And she's got those crazy claws. She could have, like, you know. I just don't think she's physically strong enough. To penetrate his ham flesh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was sad. <sighs> and, and I feel like we got some different takes in the email, but I feel like they robbed this moment of a lot of its punch by... Showing it to us three times before. Yeah, by by doing the whole Kenny from South Park deal. It's kind of made it a borderline joke, which, uh, you know, not a joke because I still was outraged, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, it made me feel worse about the situation somehow. Like, it's more exploitive. I don't know. It is. It just, I don't know. Took all, all the way, took away all the heart of... The uh, murder. <laughs> I mean, of feeling sad about it because we had already mourned her loss a couple times. Now this time, I'm just like, oh, well, she's dead now. Yeah, you're that's right. It's it somehow, I've, yeah, it did rob it, rob it of his punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. Okay. Candy Striper comes into Paul's cabin where he has miraculously been cured of an infected gut wound. Yeah, in one day, that's amazing. She's the best candy stripper ever. She. Is that third candy stripogram uh, can in fact save your life? Uh-huh. Uh, there is, uh, and he said he's just 
he he immediately deduces that somehow their affair is connected to this, and he said, "It's my is this my fault? What I have feel I like done? she probably told him a little bit about how crazy your dad was. That's what I'm saying. Okay, like and he knows, yeah, he knows that he's brought this upon her, and and he is a good guy, so he feels super guilty, and she's hugging him with a bleeding face, like maybe she's thinking, I was hoping it wouldn't be that bad." But this dude, the dude at the flipper arms, is losing his shit. The I, dude who's covered in tattoos to make him look like a different animal. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I wonder if she kind of secretly hoped that he would be like, this is not a big deal. I and think I she, she was feeling kind of dead inside. I mean, she didn't sure. have any emotion on her face. Sure, so. sure. But I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to guess what the Murph is going to do here. And I'm kind of thinking the Murph might go the angle that she would just like him to accept her. For who she is. And he won't be able and to. maybe he won't be able to. Nah. Or I, like, I like Paul. I couldn't put him in that. Or I don't want to see him in the position where he becomes an asshole. I like Paul too. But, you know, that's something I always wonder. Like, like say you got your face ripped off and it's just a bare white skull with hair. And I'm looking at that the rest of my life. I'm not sure I could live much longer after my face was ripped off of my skull. Uh-huh. But sure, yeah, you can leave me once that happens. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Fate, bear skull. Bear skull. Bear skull is rough, and and uh, tattooed like lizard face with a bifurcated tongue. What if I tattooed my bear skull into like a sugar a sugar skull, like a Mexican yeah. day of the de, uh, fiesta de la muerta? Yeah, have Hell I come yeah. back All right. full circle into level? We're boy? back, baby. We're back. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> if we can do it, then they certainly can make it work in their relationship. Uh, the big reveal. Uh, there's a big reveal at the Museum of Medical Oddities and the... Uh, Morbidity Museum. The Morbidity Museum. The lady who is... Did you see all the women that were watching eye-rolling and boredom? Yeah. Every one of them. I was going to ask you, what is the significance of all these high and mighty dandy types... Uh, rolling their eyes and scoffing was it just to make they might give outrage to i think this will uh injury i think this will add um fuel to the fire of the morbidity museums uh what do they call it moderator curator curator sure the curator's fire that this didn't excite people enough so she's gonna ask stanley to get more and so that's where his plot continues oh well because it was even that's how blackmail goes on forever that's interesting take that she's going to be like, oh, we did bring in thousands, so now we need to go bigger and better. Um, the lesson isn't to stop murdering people. Give me do more. You... I need those twins. Something Although like I that. do feel like that when they finally pulled the um, sheet off and said it's uh, Mahadavi Patel, which I thought was interesting how they worked in Ma Petita. That's a kind, of, kind of a diminutive version of her own name. Yeah. Um, Everyone seemed to kind of, you know, come correct and ooh and ah properly. It's just like they were just pissed that they were there. Yeah. Like, oh my god, another one my of these fucking gigolo boyfriends bringing me to a high society thing, and I go gigolo to the museum boyfriend. of morbidity. Yeah. Like, like I feel like these guys. These, this is the mistresses. This is where they take the mistress. Okay. The wife gets to go to the opening of the Met. <laughs> and she, they get to go to the art shows and the ballet shows. The mistress gets to go to the museum of morbidity. morbidity. For the unveiling of a new pickled freak. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah, I was like, it's like I this, that's where uh, that's, that's a what new I think pickled freak. <laughs> that's that's what I get for watching Good Goodfellas anyway. That's what I'm getting. The mistresses get 
a lighter experience. So furs for the mistress and cars for the missus. There you go. You know what that shit is? Fucking, Fucking ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, let's do some feedback, but first we'll try to pay a couple bills. Who's you know, bills? Lots of bills. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can support Bald Move. Uh, you can go to Patreon. <clears throat> Patreon.com slash Bald Move. You can send us pickled freaks. You can send us pickled freaks because I hear they're worth a ton of money on the black market. Um, please don't do that. We respect everyone's life and ability to live it. Um, we you can also go to subbable.com slash bald move. The difference here is Patreon is where you go to get like access of things, mm-hmm. like you know, lunch with Jim and Aaron's mm-hmm. and live live viewings of all of our uh Jim and Aaron podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Subbable is where you go to get, like, stuff. Like, if you want me to draw a picture for you. Some of that sweet merch and swag. Get get some merch or some uh, autographed items or commission your own podcast. We've had uh, uh, someone commission us to do Big Big Trouble Little China last week, which was really fun. And you're working on Anne Anne of Green Gables right now. Sounds exciting. Uh, You can also, uh, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, and who isn't? We got, like, 34 days till Christmas. Yep. Next week, it's officially going to be Christmas time. 33 days if this podcast comes out on Friday. Well, my point is, Amazon's a great way to beat the crowds and not have to, to stab anybody to get your uh, favorite toy or item. You can even buy the option to stab someone with your shipping on you Amazon. Can. Yeah, And it's two days delivered. They have a whole bunch of, of, of cancer patients only have six weeks to live. <laughs> and you can order them and they will go stab someone for you. Yeah, they'll take that guilt. They'll take that guilt. Mm-hmm. How do you get that service and give some love to Amazon? How do uh, I do it? I need to do it right you now. Do, you go to Amazon.BaldMove.com. It automatically redirect you to Amazon, which pro tip, that's how you know it works. And now all you got to do is buy stuff and we get a cut off of that. We get to, we get to siphon the pennies right out of Bezos' wallet. I love that idea. Um, yeah. So and also rate and review us on iTunes. If you can't do any of that noise, any of that mess, uh, that would also help us out. Let's talk about feedback now, shall we? Oh, we shall. If you'd like to give us feedback, you can do so at AHS Alpha Hotel Sierra or also American Horror Story uh, at baldmove.com. Actually, American Horror Story will not work. No, no, it won't. It's AHS at baldmove.com. Anthony B. has some feedback. We got a couple of takes for last week. He says, I have to say I'm still not convinced by the dandy character as a villain on the show. It may be that he's still just getting overshadowed by Twisty's menacing creepiness, but it's very difficult to accept his little dork as a viable big bad. I agree. I feel like these. I was about to buy him as a big bad, and these last two weeks have made him a lot more of a chucklehead in my eyes. What do you think? You mean because he fell in love? No. Because he just is acting like a twit. Like... If your purpose is to kill, I want to see you murder, fool. Like, I you think said his... that at the end of last week's episode. <laughs> I'm he pretty had the metal sh- mouth out. Kill somebody now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that his purpose is just to do whatever he wants all the time. Mm. Um, Andrew WK lifestyle, eh? Yeah, basically. All right. But I agree. He's, uh... Meh. <laughs> uh, he's is... scary, but he's not um, fear-inducing. He's not twisty. Sense? Nah. Um, moving on to point the second of Anthony. I really like Jessica Lang's version of Kurt Wheels, I think, or no, Kurt Vile. He actually spelled it that phonetically, and I thought he was making a comment about <laughs> Kurt. Parenthetically, Vile, like, whoa, keep your opinions to Kurt to yourself. 
Kurt Vile's September song, a very fitting song about an older lover courting a much younger person by making the case that she hasn't got the time to play the waiting game. Tick tock, tick tock, get a but a baby in this oven. Oh, a bun, a bun. When when did the song play? Uh, last is one he, she was singing to Paul. Oh, okay. As he was sitting on the couch and she was on in, in on her boudoir. In oh, her I boudoir. see. Um, so, yeah, I didn't recognize that, so thanks for that information. Also, yeah. Jessica Lang's tirade of the other freaks and the main tent there reminded me, or did remind anyone else of Faye Dunaway's portrayal of Joan Crawford and Mommy Dearest? No wire hangers. I don't get that reference at all. Do you? You don't get that reference? No, you've never seen that movie. I haven't seen this movie. Yeah, no, I got that reference. Okay, you agree? I see it. Yeah. All right. You got uh, the the one thumb up from Seth. I I see it like Ma Petit in a rabbit fur coat. (laughs) Uh, Jen F says, hearing that first thing out of the credits, the Nirvana song was jarring. Not only was it completely out of place and had no context, making it seem forced. But trying to shoehorn a genre that didn't even exist for another 25 years just seemed way out of place. They also auto-tuned the shit out of Jimmy's voice. Um, what do you think about that take? Yeah. Um, yeah, it just didn't make any sense in context of the episode. or Yeah, I think we addressed that pretty well earlier. Okay. Um, actually, I think, shoot, I think I fucked this up somehow. Um, this Gen F actually sent the last part. I think the other part was actually a continuation of Anthony's, uh, emails. And now I'm really screwed up. Gen F actually said, Hey guys, the twins have to have a sex scene coming up, right? No way is AHS going to pass up that opportunity. I admit I want to see it. I can't wait to hear your take. Do you want to see twin sex? Twin sex? Twin sex. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can get down on that. Okay. I feel like Ryan Murphy can't keep from getting down on it. No. Yeah. It's going to happen. Nope. All right. So we're we're with you. It's very, uh, it's, it's um, you know, I felt kind of dirty and indecent wondering about the real life twins and their sexual life, but maybe I can get a little bit of uh, that simulated for me with uh, Sarah Paulson. <laughs> yeah. Not with me personally. Uh, J- <laughs> <laughs> um. So, man, I think I I don't know. My I somehow screwed up everyone's headings. So I'm going to give credit through the for these, these <laughs> last two emails and uh, for the for the next two to variously Jen F, Chris S, JR from Philly and maybe Ryan RB too. So, I hope I gave y'all credit. I have no <laughs> idea which of these thoughts I somehow fucked up the copy and paste. Uh, he want to know some one of these people want to know what we thought about the AV Club article that I read today. I don't know if you did that. This yeah. guy his his point was unless American Horror Story stops repeating itself, I'm I'm out. Yeah, I did. And he read made about several that. points about how they're um, all playing the same characters in the yes, same season. Uh, yeah, and I've only seen two of the seasons in their entirety. Yeah, and I definitely see the thing about Jessica Lang. If she's like that through all the shows, that's kind of interesting i would hope that she would have been in like a one down position at some point but she's always a woman in charge yeah although always a woman in charge fighting to stay in charge Mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay did you have any other thoughts on the article because i i guess no i I think it was a really well-written article and i think they have some very valid points about the repetition of everything and the i don't know i just don't 
The one thing I didn't agree with was Evan Peters. I just don't, I think he's not the best actor in the world, but I think that he's definitely uh, gotten better this year as opposed to all the other years. Well, I mean, last year he played... Basically a mute Frankenstein, so maybe that's yes. a poor comparison. Yes, yes. Not just mute, too. He was like had a learning disability on top of it. So it's like, that's an odd... You're playing a Forrest Gump, a Forrest Stein, Forrest Stein. a Franken-Gump. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a tough role to play and do any kind of emoting. So, And I, I thought he was okay at it but this year i thought he's kind of mostly terrible yeah not in an offensive way like in a cover your eyes bad but just like boy this would be so much better if they had someone that could carry this material yeah kind of way i guess i can see your point uh this might be ryan b or it could be jr from philly or it could be chris s or hell it could be uh jen f i don't really know uh no. but he says one of these he she says oh <laughs> my god i loved last night's episode i think it solidified my man crush on the dandy every time he comes on screen i smile like a maniacal clown these are our listeners folks Every time you come, wait, uh, I love the good guy part of Dell coming out of the closet, haha, ha, only to be shoved back in with the same force he used to smash the bartender's face into the counter at the end of the episode. Those are two separate points. Would you like to say anything about either? He's really liking the dandy. Or she. He, she is really liking the dandy. Pretty sure it's a girl. Forget. Wait, it's a man crush? It's a man crush. So this, this, is, this cannot be Jin. From process of evolution, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Jr. Chris S. or Ryan, unless oh. Chris is a woman, because Chris could be a female's man, although not but usually. But with a man spelling. crush. Yes, you're right. So now it's just Ryan or Jr. from Philly. Figured it out. What if Jr. stands for some woman's name? Ooh, no, I've heard Jr. from Philly on the Personal Arrogance podcast. He is a dude. Okay. Or a very deep voiced <laughs> lady. Okay. Um. I forget what he even wrote about having a man crush on the dandy. On the dandy, yeah, That's fine. No, I mean he's. he's I a, really he's... liked his character two episodes ago. I don't know what it is last uh, the last two that put me off of him, but yeah. Clearly, I'm... either Jr. or Chris has one of those uh, fetishes where they like to have sex with like baby adult children. Whoa, <laughs> that you is know, a like the accusation to be thrown around this. Podcast. Well, that's what the dandy is. He's just a child. <laughs> Just run around in the bedroom with a diaper on. That makes it okay. No, it it doesn't. (laughs) You know, you never heard the term woman child thrown around? No. It's always man child. (laughs) Because when the second women are born, they know they got to take care of a bunch of men children for the rest (laughs) of their lives. And they got to grow up fast. No, I don't think so. I actually think it's a lot darker. Whoa. Okay. So tell me. (laughs) I I want you to be dark. It's because even woman childs, cases (laughs) of extreme rest development... Dude will still fuck and not actually. I'm pretty on. sure it's an encouraged thing. It might be. That's why I'm saying it's kind of dark. But man, child is like you guys are smart enough to stigmatize that. Whereas woman and where guys like I can still fuck them, right? All right. So not all guys. Yeah. But a lot of a lot more than than we'd probably care to to admit. You're over eighteen, right? Yeah. All right? right. Let's go. Um. Yeah, that's one weird thing about Anna Green Gables, and I'm not. Yeah, I want to go off on that tangent, but you'll have to listen. Save it to for the, the cast. Save it for the cast. Um, the crowning moment is watching Mopetite mur- the Mopetite murder with my girlfriend and having her turn to me in full on boohoo mode and her saying, "I don't like this show anymore." That is the definition of what this show should be. 
you had the same thing with me and Owen on uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yes, I rage, rage quit. Yeah, I you... did stop watching. I caught up eventually, but oh well, you had a whole season because I think that was the finale. You had a whole season to come back. Oh yeah, that's it. true. But yeah, you you were so fucking pissed. I was I was very sad. Uh oh, we're reopening a old wound slash debate. Are you Can't ready? <sighs> yes. It says also on a side note, back to Lobster Boy and how he can pleasure women. I mentioned the one in the pink and one in the stink theory, but my girlfriend was thinking of the ring pinky combo heading into the pink and the pointer middle combo rubbing the elevator up button if you get my drift. Oh. The woman's clitoris. I guess that makes sense to me. So he's thinking it's like a rabbit. It's like the rabbit. Oh, yeah. Well, are you talking about the the rabbit, the vibrator rabbit? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that, that... That has to do with the stink stuff too. I'm not talking about the mo- no the vibr the the rabbit is supposed to be inserted vaginally and then the rabbit part's supposed to tickle the clit, right? I don't know. I've never used a rabbit. I think I don't think it. I've ever I think seen you a just rabbit. admitted to using it incorrectly on the air. I'm not saying it's incorrectly. That would be judging. <laughs> Maybe not in its intended for its intended purpose. Anyway, anyway, I think I think we got you. Got the only your thing that bothers the only thing that bothers me about that whole situation, mm. whatever hole those fingers are occupying, mm-hmm. it's just the lack of lubrication. You can't stick. And the cleaning, like, yeah. Did he go to the bathroom and wash his hands? Pretty sure Was that didn't happen. Yeah, moist you can't. Towelettes. Yeah. Maybe. Um... I'm just saying. I, I don't know. Tupperware parties do not get bitches moist anymore. <laughs> uh, Manira P said, uh, I, uh, so I finally started to care about Jimmy and it only took a Nirvana song to do it. But then that was all then, then. that was all snatched away. That was my attempt at a Baltimore accent. <laughs> but then that was all snatched away when I saw him sitting down with his quote unquote lady beating. And I use that term loosely. Dad Dale. Seriously, Jimmy, you killed a police officer because he called you a freak and tried to take a murder suspect slash actual murder or murderer, but someone who actually hurt one of your friends and you want to sit down and talk to? I'm calling some bullshit. Not only that, but he's wanting to go to the police officer, which murdered one of his friends. The ass-kicking Amazon Eve gave Dell was a long time coming, and I think we've actually found our strongman. During her speech to Jimmy, are we to think, because I do, that Ethel has put two and two together and figured out Dale's behind the Doc's suicide? What do you think? Behind the Doc's suicide? Has Ethel figured out that Dale was behind the Doctor's suicide? Huh. You know, when I, you when I, you presented presented it to me earlier, I didn't I didn't think that that was the case, but. You guys are clearly seeing something I'm not. So, well, this see that's the thing I didn't see. I didn't take my evidence as that speech. I thought that speech was just a generic. I, um, yeah, I something's missing because I, I guess I took it as like, well, now the doctor's not here to be able to do my surgery, and I was getting my hopes up that I'd live. But I don't remember that scene. I don't remember the doctor ever recanting the whole six week thing. No. So it's like I really. I, something was left behind yeah 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 yeah. anyway i buy that yes that she has put that together but i don't know that's just my opinion uh <laughs> manira continues ma petite no i don't even want to talk about it that teeny tiny life she was so perfect and i think there's something poetic about the smallest man killing the smallest lady 
Anyone else like Lil Meryl Streep? Way better after her Mike Tyson makeover. <laughs> also, apparently a cold compress. Not a doctor is just a band-aid you need for a knife in the gut. Good to know. Watch out. Uh, Captain Manira just put her snark to from stun to kill. I just butchered that, man. <laughs> yeah. Sounded good in my head. <laughs> but she came after you. Did you hear that, Murphy? Yeah. She's she's not taking your bullshit laying down. <laughs> um, any comments on that before we move on to the next one? Why don't you comment on something for once? Because I, I kind of like comment in the middle of things, and I talk. I tend to talk more than my fair share in podcasts. I don't know if you've noticed. So, like in the feedback, I like to slow down and throw it to the other person. I think next week I should read the feedback. I would love that. Okay. I would love that. No one has ever in the history of the universe read feedback for me. I read feedback for you and edited it for you before. No, no I'm talking about on air. Oh. I'm on air. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, uh, I got, I'm teary eyed. Oh, means, really? This means so much to me. All right. Christmas next... has come a whole month early. <laughs> Oh, but you're, you know what would have been a perfect thing is make, oh, next week's Thanksgiving. I guess, oh. I guess the offer's null and void. And then I would just ball. You're right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, had a couple people email and ask us over the last week or two whether we're going to do go back and do earlier seasons of American Horror Story. And probably not i can't conceive of a future where we will not have new stuff to go forward to or i will have the free time to do that yes but i want to plug our pals at the baltic effect podcast they do have full coverage of the previous three seasons so if you google baltic effect or punch that into itunes you should be i don't have a url for them handy if you do that you should be able to uh find them and uh fill in that gap yeah check it out uh dolores k said um why was Elsa and Richard Edgington openly talking about a mercy killing? Why is rather why is Richard Richard himself seeing that? You had the opening, it's... quote unquote, take them to Chicago. Nobody would question that. Why jump in with the well or we could murder them, Elsa? That seems like a big plot hole or a stupid thing that Richard does, and I don't know that Richard is supposed to be smart. Yeah, it's like the more people he brings in on this selling uh, yes. freaks to the morbidity museum yes. scheme, the less money he's actually making. Well, not only that, but the more people that could, you know, convict him of murder. Yeah. No, I, but the thing is, is like I feel like he's got this low kind of animal cunning, but I'm not sure he's smart. He seems like a yet You're another right. a delusional difference. character. <laughs> Like raccoons are cunning. They're not smart. True, true. Dogs dogs are clever but dumb is how I like to describe them. Uh, Laura McPee said, as sad as I am that Petite is gone, I have to say that by doing that murder, murder porn bait and switch last week, I thought she was absolutely safe and didn't see it coming tonight. Do you think that was a deliberate attempt on Ryan? Because it backfired spectacularly for me. Did it work for you? Were you worried for Ma Petite? I know you... I know you said it, 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 it cheapened the murder, but did it surprise you? That he actually did it? I got to say that when, when Dell got his murder mission, I was thinking that Ma Petit was pretty safe, too. Yeah, I thought, I mean, there's so many other freaks out there that we haven't even been introduced to. Right. Uh, like Legless, Legless Lucy or Susie. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it did surprise me. She's I, not good enough to get a murder fantasy? What the fuck? <laughs> you know, at the beginning of, well, she's a badass. She killed a man by stabbing him in the artery. <laughs> That's true. 
nobody wants to fuck with that. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, I thought, you know, honestly, when he went into Ma Petite's trailer, I thought he was going to give her a box with a little rabbit fur coat in it. And oh, I thought really? he was going to bring that full circle and that he would, like, do some sort of nice guy thing before oh, he... Oh, wow. Before so he admitted... Really? Yeah, before he admitted to being gay or or something like that. You know, where he aired out all his business huh. so he didn't have to kill people. Right. Or I thought maybe for a second he was going to kill Jimmy once he put him to bed on that. Oh, that would trailer. be fucked. Yeah. I would have preferred either of those things. Yeah. So, yeah, I was surprised that they went there. So this is a, a larger qu- discussion of his character. You know, like I said, I, I'm i only jokingly um, chalking up to him being delusional. But that is a super problem. The fact that, like, what is this? What is important to this man? What is sacred? It, it, if you make him this completely amoral killing machine, which is what Russell Edgington and his 13-inch pe- uh, penis uh, judged him. Penises. Penises. Judged him at the start of the episode. Don't try to rehabilitate his character throughout big parts of an episode. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to feel sorry or feel like this man's conflicted in what he's doing. Like, because I feel like a person that conflicted maybe wouldn't have done it. No, all the things he he's done have been reprehensible. But on the other hand, I guess it was that fucking scary to be a homosexual man in the 50s. I mean, Jesus, remember it Sal just doesn't from seem, It just doesn't seem that way. Because in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. you've got a gay bar with men flopping their well, wieners on the bar. I mean, I, I just don't think that that was a real situation. Sure. But if you want to make me feel like it's that scary to be persecuted as a gay man stop putting so many gay people in front of me that are open and secure about it huh i mean the tension's not there yeah for me to, you're right you know I what i mean see what maybe he's trying for but since this is the ryan murphy verse where nirvana is all big in the 50s and you can have a rocking gay bar in a very conservative part of florida in the middle of the day in the middle of the day yeah yeah so when yeah penises flopping on bars mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty open not a bad point. Uh, Fracken T said, when Dell and Jimmy came home drunk, there was a shot of Eve looking out her window at Dell going into the trailer. I assume she's going to try to kill him, or try to anyway, right away, but she didn't, and Ma Petite ended up dead. I hope she finds him by the fall finale. American Horror Story likes to kill its villains early. I wouldn't be surprised if Dandy Dell or Edgington or all three don't make it to New Year's. What do you think about that? You think they're going to execute the big bad? Hmm. Or co-op the big bag. That's what happened with the co- coven, right? Yeah. I mean, they already killed uh one big bad. So Yeah. I guess it's been a couple episodes. So I guess we're due for another in the next one or two. So one of those three, maybe? Somebody's gonna die, I can tell you that for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, I think he's right. Uh, definitely one. Maybe two. There's no way all three because I. I, I can't. definitely hope Dell dies because I'm over it. Yeah. Uh, he also parenthetically states, "Damn you, Aaron! I've never seen a single episode of True Blood, but I cannot remember this guy's name as anything other than Russell Eggington." <laughs> Our job here. Hey, I want to take done. credit for that too. Yeah, I must say, you got to give it to the sea monster as well. Nikki P said, "I think Dandy will kill Dell or Stanley." Uh, because there, it, this needs only two simple conditions. One, Dandy continues to look for victims among the gay men at the bar, and two, either of them continues to go to that bar. 
And I think the dandy is kind of either one of theirs type because the not Viking God and Viking God look very similar, I think. Uh, They're similar types. And I think dandy is that type. So he could go. You're right. He could go for it. Dandy could try to kill both. Cell? He kills Richard. He kills Richard Edgington and gets away with it. Big Dick Edgington. He kills him, gets away with it, uh-huh. tries to kill Dell, uh-huh. and his woman kryptonite doesn't kick in, and he just rips him in half. So now we just have Adele as the big bad left. He's a less interesting big bad, though. Yeah, I know. Huh. I don't think he's scary. I you think... think Murphy's going to give him some kind of redemption at the end? Because I ain't having it. No. He killed he him, him entertaining the thought of killing his grown-ass son after he just gave him a big speech about how you should be proud and all. I then killing Ma Petite, he is irredeemable. If Mar- Murphy tries to pull the heartstrings, I'm going to be. You'll have 60 minutes of me just saying "fuck you, Ryan Murphy" on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, um, we got uh, a fully little, on board. We got a little bit of spoilers, so if you do not want to be spoiled, you should flip off the podcast now. It's basically con- content con- continuation of the discussion we had last week. Yeah. So if you were with us last week, no fear here. But if you don't want any spoilers about future or inside information about past seasons, flip off now. Otherwise, we'll see you there. Send us feedback at ahs at baldmove.com. Or you can get on our Facebook site, facebook.com slash baldmove. Remember, we will not be back next week because American Horror is not back. We will be back the week after next with a podcast. Podcast. A podcast. See you in the spoiler section or not. Until next time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Bye-bye. And we're back. Who wants spoilers? I do, I do. I got spoilers. Give it to me. They're not much in the way of spoilers, but Fracking T sent us a message uh, talking about George's theory last week about Dr. Arden uh, being connected to this season uh, to uh, uh, Elsa May's storyline. He says it's very plausible. In fact, there's one point about the doctor that George didn't even mention. He was accused of being a Nazi butcher doctor before. which it would stand to reason that he might have been part of Elsa's scene back in the 30s. However, we already know that Lily Robbie will be... Raby? Rabe? Rabe. Lily Rabe? Robbie? Lily Robbie. I like that because it sounds ridiculous. (laughs) We're returning as Sister Mary Eunice towards the end of the season, and I think this cancels out the possibility that I'll connect Arden and Elsa because it would be redundant to have two threads connecting the seasons. Ooh. He's using uh, storyline reduction on us. Also, it would get a lot of people wondering about Arden's history with Mary Eunice, whether they had met and knew each other for 10 years before the events of Asylum. Finally, if Dr. Arden were a little more the little soldier boy who fell in love with Elsa, you'd think he'd be a little more friendly towards Sister Jude in Asylum, seeing that Jude and Elsa share more than just a passing resemblance. Which is another good point. Uh Uh-huh. He says, I know all this Asylum talk doesn't mean much to you, Aaron, but hopefully you'll catch up with it soon. It is so good. Um, my wife and I watched it in two days last year. Two days? Yeah. That's I incredible. I got a lot of time coming up the two weeks in between Christmas and, or the two weeks of Christmas and New Year's. Two so, weeks? Yeah, two. It's almost two full. The The kids, 
are off for almost two full weeks. And the only thing we got going on Bald Move, besides the lunch with Jim and Aaron's and business meetings and doing a whole bunch of frantic tax shit for next year. Boring. And a bunch of boring bullshit that we've been putting off for way too long is Breaking Bad Season 2 Rewatch. Yeah. So in all that free time I just mentioned I won't have, I'm going to try to catch up on some things. Oh, and we're, we're doing a big Godfather extravaganza. Oh, really? Um, that you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks for that fracking. That's the only thing we got. And do you have anything to talk? Uh, do you have anything extra to say about those connections? Uh, nope. Thanks for uh, writing in. That was very helpful for putting the pieces together. And you're going to make us wait two more weeks. Yeah. For your open issues segment. Yep. Call it I want all of the open issues. issues. Cecily's open goozing gaping wounds <laughs> oh, oh all right uh, on that note <laughs> goozing uh, i think is a word i just used goozing on that note i uh wish bid you, you adieu Auf Wiedersehen. i wish you would adieu i bid you farewell i bid you adieu i wish you adieu i don't know i'm getting out of here we should stop i, I need to go take more medicine bye everybody thanks for listening